go. Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, let's get rolling here. Uh, I want to go first to back back to uh, remember laid out timeline Genesis Genesis to Revelation. I mean, just I, I'm just so proud of the people that actually put these books together. You know, whenever they did it, so that we could bind it together and whatever. And there was no disagreement that was just so out of character that we go, well, I like the such and such version. In other words, restructuring. No, there was no reason to restructure the books. The books are laid out perfectly. See, even this, you got, when Jesus, uh, you know, when he was on the earth, you know, he was actually on the earth over here too. But anyway, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, direct history, okay? And then after that, the book of Acts, that's what we did after he left. It's, it's just a solid history book. This here are just letters, and they follow from this time frame all the way out. It's just a bunch of letters, and they're real short. Oh, my goodness, they're short. That's when you look at the New Testament. Old, New Testament's about this big. Old Testament's about this big when you look at the binder or whatever. But anyway, then all the way to the finale, which is Revelation, and that's sort of like history, except it's history future, you know, whatever. Okay, but anyway, um, I want us to go to uh, Leviticus here. We're going to pick up something here, actually, starting in, in chapter 1. But before we get to Leviticus chapter 1, I want to show you, well, actually, let's look at verse 1, just to see. You can see the timeline here. The Lord now, that's the time frame, the Lord now spoke to Moses from the tabernacle. Now, this was not Solomon's tabernacle. In other words, they're not in, they're not in Jerusalem yet. They're still at Mount Sinai, where after they went through the Red Sea, they, a couple of days later, uh, they were at, or whatever, a month later, they were at Mount Sinai. Moses went up on the mountain up there. Actually, the leaders, the elders went up there too. The 70 elders went up there, and they actually saw God. Amazing. Had dinner with him. Wow. And then the, they went down, Moses went back up. He actually went up that mountain about, you can read it for yourself, he went up there about six times. I was counting it one time. God, he was up there six, seven times. Okay, one time he was up there for 40 days, 40 nights. He did it again. But anyway, the, so one, while he was up there for 40 days and 40 nights, the Lord showed him how he wanted this tabernacle built. Moses, that's the reason they go, well, Moses, 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 Moses. No, it was the Lord. The Lord told Moses what to do here. But anyway, so now Moses, now God spoke, Lord spoke to Moses from the tabernacle, commanded him to give the following instructions. Now, that's the first verse, but I want to back up to the last verse here in the preceding book, which would be Exodus. Okay, remember Exodus starts out with, uh, you know, these are the ones who came down to Egypt and go, let my people go. But we're going to go all the way to uh, the last chapter, 40. Uh, let's pick it up at 38 here. Here we go. Oh. Uh, Let's, let's back up just a little bit here. Chapter 40, ver, take it verse 33. Then he erected the enclosure surrounding the tent and the altar, set up the curtain door at the entrance of its closure. So at last, Moses finished the work. So now do you see how the next book? Now God spoke to Moses directly from the tabernacle. Okay. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord filled it. Moses was not able to enter in because the cloud was standing there and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. There's pictures of this you can actually see. People drew some drawings, what it would possibly look like. The details are there, so you could tell how wide, how tall, and everything, So, and the colors, too. Anyway, whenever the cloud lifted and moved, the people of Israel journeyed onward and followed it, but if the cloud stayed, they stayed until it moved. The cloud rested upon the tabernacle during the daytime, and at night there was fire in the cloud so all the people of Israel could see it. This continued throughout all their journeys. I mean, it's just like the blessings of the Lord are right there in front of you. How can you say, well, we can't go in the promised land? big flame at night over here <laughs> and that big flame uh, helped them when they got away from Egypt too when they were leaving matter of fact when they got to the sea they thought we're going to get killed Pharaoh's after us the cloud during the daytime went from them on their side to behind them and the Egyptians couldn't find them they had darkness 
But still, you and I can walk around in unbelief even though we have God staring us right in the face. Or like Melody said, you start remembering he takes care of the birds, he takes care of the flowers. And yet you go, well, he won't take care of me. Quit that. That's the story of this history that we catch. Don't act like that. I'm going to the promised land. Caleb and Joshua, in the light of those other ten spies that said we can't, they said we can. Yeah, but there's giants over there. Caleb and Joshua, we can. Let's go. And it just makes so much sense why the Lord got so hacked off. He said, okay, y'all are not going to the promised land then. Head back for 40 years. And why? Because it was one, day, one year for every day that they uh, you know, wandered around in the, in the promised land. Anyway, they, they, um, they didn't, uh, when the spies were in there finding how great it was, the land was actually perfect. Okay, so here we go. So when you get to uh, the next chapter, notice it's just like one book. It really is. The Lord now spoke to Moses from the tabernacle and commanded him to give the, the following instructions to the people of Israel. Now, what I'm going to talk to you this morning about is just, well, what about our sins, you know? I mean, I'm scared, you know, because you shouldn't be scared. Watch this. This is now the tabernacle's built. There's been no indication about how to do a sacrifice. They're fixed to show you here. So watch what they say. Uh, when you sacrifice to the Lord, now who's doing the talking? Well, Moses. No, Moses is not doing the talking. The Lord spoke to him. And he commanded him this instructions. Oh, when you sacrifice to the Lord, use animals from your herds and flocks. Now, remember, get the basic information always. Never try to figure out, oh, there's a hidden meaning here. No, get the obvious and you'll always have the perfect takeaway. There's nothing hid here. If your sacrifice is, this is Leviticus 1 verse 3, if your sacrifice is to be an ox given as a burnt offering, use only a bull with no physical defects. Okay. Bring the animal to the entrance of the tabernacle where the priest will accept your gift for the Lord. Now, he didn't say, well, it's a preacher's responsibility. I'll pay him. He does all my praying for me. No, that's not the way it works. That's the way it works in the Westerns. You know, we pay the preacher, so there's rain. You know, we pay the preacher, so we get good crops. You have got to come there. See how personal this is? Look how, even in the Old Testament, this was personal. Okay. The person bringing it is to lay his hands upon his head. Oh, I just, oh, I just, oh, I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, you would, because the Lord said, do this, okay? See how personal, watch what else he says. And then it becomes, look at this. Now, let's, don't forget this. We got to quit thinking we're going to die for our sins. Yeah, but Richard, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to be humble. I am no good before the Lord. I'm just, well, yeah, but we're all no good, okay? Jesus took care of that for us. You're made in his image, so you are good. And we have borne the image of Adam, but now we bear the image of Jesus. And, uh, you know, it's like we were talking about a little while ago. Well, we know each other in heaven. Yeah, you're going to be you. Melody's going to be Melody. I'm going to be Mel. I mean, I'm going to be Richard. Dustin's going to be Dustin. We're all, we're all going to know each other, you know. Well, watch this. So this person had to bring his own lamb. He put his hands on it. Look what it says. And it becomes... His substitute, look at this phrase. This is your Bible. We're not going to listen to anybody else but the Bible. The death of the animal will be accepted by God instead of the death of the man who brings it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Boy, we can see a lot in that. We know Jesus has died for our sins. But look how it was laid out even in the Old Testament where it was almost looked like it was, it was some of the stuff, it, it looked like there was hardly any mercy. But, but there's mercy. All right, anyway. Uh, for, look at this. Notice this. As the penalty of his sins. We think, well, you know, I've made a mistake, you know, and I just got to bear my... No, that's why you have a sacrifice. The sacrifice took the place. 
The man shall then kill the animal there before the Lord, and Aaron's sons and the priests shall present the blood before the Lord, sprinkle it upon the sides of the altar at the entrance of the tabernacle. Look at this, sprinkling that blood. Remember, without the shedding of blood, remember we've heard that before in the New Testament, there's no remission of sins. I mean, there, look. remember this is a copy of what's in heaven. But we couldn't get to heaven. Jesus did though. He took his own blood in the Holy of Holies. The Lord actually, and you see this in the book of Hebrews, He says, see that you make this tabernacle exactly the way I said make it. Okay. Anyway, so He says, then skin the animal, quarter it, build a wood fire upon the altar, put the sections of the animal in its head and fat upon the wood, the internal organs and the legs will be washed. Oh, I just can't do this. I'm an animal rights person. Wait a minute. Don't worry about the animal rights. Look what the Lord said. It was the death of the animal or the death of you. And He said, don't you do the animal. And it took care of it, praise the Lord. Wow. Notice that. They will be an acceptable burnt offering with which the Lord is pleased. Well, what? The Lord's kind of gross about it. No. He loves you. This got you to Him. And that's what pleased Him. It wasn't like, oh God, just oh, the smell of dead. Uh, and it just turns me on. The blood of the fat and all, and all this burning. No, he was pleased because it brought you back to him. The death of the animal instead of the death of you. That's what he was pleased at. So we're going to see this recur several times here. So here we go. So the Lord's pleased. If the animal is used as a burnt offering as a sheep or a goat, it too must be male and without any blemishes. Remember, Jesus is a spotless son of lamb. So now we know he was spotless. He never had, I mean, what'd that lamb do? Nothing. He ain't even limping. You know, you don't even have a skin problem. That's right. The man who brings it will kill it. Here it goes again. The guy kills it before the Lord on the north side of the altar. That would actually be on this side. It's interesting to know. It's the way that was laid out. Okay. Aaron's sons, the priest, will sprinkle the blood back and forth upon the altar. Then the man will quarter it, and the priest will lay the pieces, the head, the fat, on the top of the wood altar. But the internal organs and legs shall be first washed with water. Then the priest shall burn it all upon the altar as an offering to the Lord. For burnt offerings give, look at that, give much pleasure to the Lord. Well, this is weird. God, that's the reason I can't. I don't believe in the Old Testament. I don't <laughs> No, he's pleased because it brought you back to him. Okay. If anyone wishes to use a bird as his burnt offering. Now, this is interesting. Because a lot of times you couldn't get a lamb. You know, what am I going to do? God always had provisions. You can get a bird. Okay. He may choose either turtle doves or young pigeons. A priest will take the bird to the altar, ring off his head, and the blood will be drained out on the, other, uh, 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 out on the other side of the altar. Now remember, if, you, if all of a sudden you're reading this, oh, I just, oh, I just, oh. No, read it and get it because you realize, wait a minute, it's the death of that animal instead of the death of me. That's the reason you get it, and it's the reason the Lord has a visual here. He's actually going to say in a minute, rip that bird, but don't rip it completely. Don't, oh, let's just read it. Anyway. The animal shall remove the crop and the feathers and throw them on the east side of the altar with the ashes. And then grasping it by the wings, he'll tear it apart, but not completely. And the priest shall burn it on the altar. And the Lord, look at that, have much pleasure. Instead of the death of you, it was just, I mean, yeah, poor animal, all right. But praise the Lord. It's more than that. You and I would be poor us if we didn't have this. Look at this. Immediately, chapter 2. See, we're moving fast. Leviticus is only 27 chapters. And guess what? We're heading toward a terrible disaster that hit in the 10th chapter. Aaron's two sons, ju- they just got all clothed on and everything ready to roll, and they goofed up on something. It's serious. This was very serious. So it's all a history thing. And right after this, the book of Numbers, now they're ready to pack up, and they go. They're on the way to the promised land. So this is all history. But it's cool. Anyone wish- wishes to sacrifice a grain offering to the Lord is to bring fine flour. So in other words, not only did, you didn't have to take a lamb or this or a bull or whatever, you could actually take grain. 
Can I bring some of mama's cooking? Yeah. He just says, here's what you do. He used to take a handful representing the entire mount uh, to the priest to burn. And the Lord will be, look at that, fully pleased. Well, God's just hungry. No, he accepts that so that you and I could be in his presence. Uh, the remainder of the flowers be given to Aaron and his sons for their food. But all of it is counted as a holy burnt offering to the Lord. Watch what he says. If, if bread is baked in the oven... It's brought as an offering to the Lord. It must be made from finely ground flour, baked with olive oil, but without yeast. Yeah, that's that old dirty yeast. We don't want that. Well, wait a minute. In a minute, if it's a Thanksgiving offering, you're supposed to have yeast in it. So it's got nothing to do with yeast and no yeast. It's got something to do with just obeying the Lord. That's all it is. Okay. The offering is to be something from the griddle. Hey, cool. It shall be made of finely ground flour without yeast, mingled with olive oil. Break it into pieces, pour olive oil on it. It's a form of a grain offering. If your offering is cooked in a pan, it too shall be made of fine flour uh, mixed with olive oil. Notice this is what you do. The priest don't just do this. Oh, yeah. Hey, how you doing? What do you do for a living? Well, I'm a priest. I do all this for the people. No, we had to show up. <laughs> we had to be there. You know, <clears throat> you had to bring your offering. However it is prepared, whether baked, fried, or grilled, you are to bring this. See, notice this. You are to bring this to the priest. Yeah, but I just don't feel worthy. That's the whole thing. Bring it to the priest. You know. To present it to the Lord. The priests are to burn only a representative portion of the offering. You know, we have a song we say, We bring sacrifice of praise unto the house. Oh, that's New Testament. See, that we still offer in sacrifice. Matter of fact, the Bible says we come as living sacrifices. So we don't go, oh, I don't. I, I, did, I, I pay the preacher for that. Man, we're bringing ourselves daily. So this is the activity. The priests are to burn only a representative portion of the offering, but all of it is fully appreciated by the Lord. Wow! The remainder belongs to the priest for their use, but it's counted as a holy burnt offering, which is like a sin, it's a sin offering. All right? With no yeast, with your offerings of flour, no yeast, notice this. Oh, don't even put any honey in there. Man, you God outlawed honey. No, wait a minute. Uh-uh. You may offer yeast and honey as Thanksgiving offerings. Okay. But not as a burnt offering. Every offering must be, must be seasoned with salt. Where have we heard that before? Jesus said that. Well, Jesus doesn't believe this, does he? Yes. He wrote all this. Because the salt, look at this, is the reminder of God's covenant. Now we know why we have these offerings. Everything you brought after you laid your hands on your goat and whatever, and you, now, yeah, you got to kill it. So you had to kill that goat, and you saw the priest start sprinkling blood over there. Many poured salt on it. And you knew that that salt, because Moses told us what the Lord, it reminded God of that covenant. You are in covenant. When they call Mel and say, your job's up, she's in covenant. She ain't worried about it. When they call me and say something, I'm in covenant with God. I don't have to worry about it, you know. All right, if you offer uh, from the first of your harvest, remove the kernels from a fresh ear, crush and roast them, then offer them to the Lord. Put olive oil incense on the offering. Wow, okay. So they're bringing in the corn here. Then the priest shall burn part of the bruised grain and mixed with oil, all this incense as a representative portion before the Lord. Now, interesting enough, here we go, chapter 3. This is so short. So all this talk about, you know, oh, never, I can't understand. Uh, you're already in three chapters in. You're following right along just fine. You know every bit of this. Plus, you had the high priest there to help you. They were there, well, the, the priest, the whole group. When anyone wants to give an offering of thanksgiving to the Lord, he may use either a bull or a cow, but the animal must be with, entirely without defects. See, we've heard that before. Offer to the Lord. The man who brings the animal shall lay his hands on his head and kill it at the door of the tabernacle. Remember what we just read in chapter 1? The death of the animal instead of the death of me. Praise the Lord. 
We would just get it. We would never go away going, oh, I just, I don't, I don't trust that he really loves me. <laughs> yeah, you would. You'd know. Then Aaron's son shall throw the blood against the sides of the altar and shall burn before the altar the fat that covers the inward parts, the two kidneys, the loin fat, and the gallbladder. Remember, and it'll give, it's going to give, I believe it is, it gives the Lord much pleasure. So in other words, uh, Aaron, I mean, Aaron would be, well, Dustin would have seen it if he was there and he would have known the Lord has much pleasure in this. The Lord loves me because I offered, instead of me dying, this lamb or bull. If a goat or a sheep is used as a thank offering, it must be no defect. Maybe either male or female. If it's a lamb, the man who brings it lays his hand on his head and kills him. Remember the purpose? Laying your hands on it. This is, uh, you know, I'm not worthy, you know, but take care of that through this lamb for me. Whole thing Jesus did. John the Baptist turned around one day and said, behold, the lamb of God. Remember that in John chapter 1? If it's a lamb, the man he's got to lay his hands on it, kill it at the entrance of the tabernacle. The priest shall sow the blood against the sides. It's sort of repetitive here. We get it. But I want you to see a couple of things that they wrap up and they say about it. He'll offer uh, on the altar the tail removed close to the backbone, the fat covering the internal organs, the kidneys, the loin fat, whatever. It's a burnt offering to the Lord. If anyone brings a goat as his offering, he lays his hand upon it. Same thing. He kill it at the entrance. The priest shall throw its blood against the sides of the altar. Shall offer upon the altar as burnt offering the fat that covers the insides. Okay, two kidneys. Okay, this, 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 this. this look at this. Uh, this burnt offering is very pleasing to the Lord. All the fat is Jehovah's. It's a permanent law throughout your land that he shall that you don't eat any fat nor blood. Now the reason is is because he gave the blood for an atonement for us. Now I'm only going to go through this chapter and then I'm going to go pick up some other stuff. The Lord didn't give these further instructions. Tell the people of Israel that these are the laws concerning anyone who inten- unintentionally breaks any of my commandments. If a priest sins, <laughs> by golly, we're going to fire him. If a priest makes a mistake, we're getting rid of him. That Baptist preacher He's fallen from grace. We're going to get a new, get the pulpit committee meets this afternoon at 2 o'clock. Bring donuts. If a priest sins unintentionally and so brings guilt upon the people, he must offer a young bull without defect, look at this, as a sin offering. Well, what good's that going to do? It's going to fix it, praise the Lord. Wow. He must offer a young bull without defect. Okay, we're at it. He shall bring it to the door of the tackle. Now he's got to lay his hands on his head and kill it. Why? Because he was the one that was guilty. But remember, the death of the animal instead of the death of that guy was such a good priest too. Now we got to fire him. We're not firing anybody, praise the Lord. And the Lord's not firing you either. Then the priest, he's gonna, what's, you can guess what he's going to do. He'll take the animal's blood in the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, sprinkle it seven times. But I mean, if, you, if you and I were able to walk in there, and you could in the first court, and you could see before you get to the Holy of Holies, there's a wall back here. We can't get back here. But you could see in here because you just laid your hands on your own lamb, whatever. And you watched him sprinkle the blood. That's a mess right there. But the mess is to show you that the Lord is pleased and everything he promised you, good crops, family, whatever, can't have kids, you're going to have kids. Got life's problems? No problem. You're going to get out of those problems. It's just evidence is laying right before you. I am going to be all right. Yeah. Plus, don't forget there's a cloud right there. And at nighttime, now how does Moses do that? Moses wasn't doing that. It was the Lord. The priest had put some of the blood on the horns of the altar of incense before the Lord. Now that altar, this was the burning altar right here, but there was a, a little incense thing like candles right over here in front. And he smeared that stuff right there. Uh, let's see. The remainder of the blood's poured at the base of the altar for burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. He'll then take the fat of the entrails. Now remember, this was talking about the priest did something wrong. Mm. Okay, wow. He's going to say the people did something wrong in a minute. 
All right, and he'll burn upon the altar of burnt offerings, just as the case of the bull and the cow sacrifice as a thank offering. The remainder of the young bull, the skin, meat, legs, how, whatever intestines, shall be carried to a ceremonially clean place outside the camp, place where the ashes are brought from the altar and burned there on a wood fire. If the entire nation of Israel sins without realizing it and doesn't see something that Jehovah has said not to do, all the people are guilty. Now notice this. Yeah, but what if it's something I don't know? I didn't, I didn't know I did it. You're covered. Praise the Lord. You know, we, we can't lose for winning all the time. Anyway, look at, and notice this whole nation. Are, are you going to single yourself out and say, well, yeah, but I'm special. I mean, there's no sacrifice that's going to take care of what I did. Oh, yeah, there is. When they realize that they offer a young bull for sin, it's going to be the same thing. Bring it to the tabernacle where the leaders, didn't say the priest, the leaders. Let's just say there was 12 elders, one of each group or whatever. It might have been 70. They all gathered together. Yeah, we blew it here. And they all joined together, representing all the people. But they are not priests. The priests are waiting for you to get it to them. And once these guys <laughs> did what they needed to do, then the priest took it from there and went. All right, then the priest will bring the blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the veil. Remember the veil was rent from top to bottom when Jesus was resurrected, or actually when he died. That's that veil they're talking about. He'll put the blood on the horns of the altar. The remainder of the blood shall be poured out at the base of the burnt offering and the entrance of the tabernacle. No, it says blood, 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 blood. We've got people today going, oh, the Christian is just, it's just too bloody. Well, there's a reason when you realize, wait a minute, it's the death of the animal instead of the death of me. Praise the Lord. Anyway, the same procedure as the sin offering. In this way, the priest shall make atonement for the nation. Look at it. Look at that phrase. Read it. And everyone will be forgiven. Praise God. What am I worried about? Wow. The priest shall then cart the young bull outside the camp and burn it there. In other words, you're getting rid of the rest of it. Just as though it were a sin offering for an individual. Only this time, it's a sin offering for an entire nation. Wow. Hello, Day of Atonement. That's what they did once a year. Okay, if the leaders of if one of the leaders sins without realizing, and he brings guilt upon, uh, anyway, he's guilty of disobeying one of God's laws. As soon as it's called to his attention, he's got to bring. So he's doing the same thing: a goat without defect, lays his hand on it, kills it in the place. Oh, okay, the burnt offering is killed. Presented to the Lord. This is a, this is his sin offering. Now watch what happens. The priest shall take some of the blood. What's he going to do? Place his finger on the horns of the altar. The rest of the blood is poured out at the base of the altar. Okay, probably sprinkled again seven times. We'll see. No, I think the rest of it's carted off. No, the, okay, the fat's burned. Just it was the fat of a sacrifice of Thanksgiving. Look at this. Thus the priest shall make. Look at that. He makes atonement for this loser. He's just a loser. You might feel like I'm a loser. Wait a minute. Hold on. Concerning his sin, and he shall be forgiven. You know, the Pharisees that Jesus dealt with, the religious people when he was down here, they were so mad at him because he kept going around saying, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven. They were mad at him. If any one of the common people, uh-oh, that's going to be me. I'm as common as they get. Well, let's find out. And he sins and he doesn't realize it. He's guilty. But as soon as he does realize it, he brings as a sin uh, sacrifice a female goat without defect. Now you say, well, that's just it. These are sins that you don't realize. And so if you, do, if you commit a sin that you do realize, that's when you're toast. No, you're not. You already knew you blew it. That was one you kept bringing the whole time. You always knew you were forgiven. Anyway, here we go. He'll bring it to the place where the animals for the burnt offering uh, are killed 
and he lays his hand on it. Oh, man, Richard, I just can't do that. Yes, you will. We don't do this, but we personally accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. Jesus is my lamb. Boy, I lay my hands on the lamb of Jesus. He's mine. I'm trusting in him to get me to heaven. You're just following suit here. Okay, so the priest will pour out. Anyway, he's going to smear the blood on the horns of the altar. The priest will then pour out the remainder of the blood. The altar. Now, this is all going to stop in a minute because it's going to have some more stuff that wear this and wear that for the Levites and all this kind of stuff. And then they're all the way to the promised land. Okay. Notice this. Oh, the priest shall burn it on the altar. The Lord will appreciate it. How can he appreciate it? This guy made a mistake. This is why the Lord can appreciate it. The death of the animal instead of the death of you and I. Look at this. Thus the priest shall make atonement for that man, and he shall be forgiven. Yeah, but he better not do it again. <laughs> no, this is, can you not read? This is probably going to happen again. Because he says when he does this, when he does this, when he does this. Notice this is the end of chapter 4. We're going to stop on this one and go somewhere else. However, if he chooses to bring a lamb as his sin offering, he must be, it, it must be a female without physical defect. He's to bring it to the place where the burnt offerings are killed, lay his hands on the head, kill it there as a sin offering. The priest will take some of the blood with his finger, smear it on the horns of the burnt offering altar, and the rest of the blood will be poured at the base of the altar. Remember, that's this was for, we'll say, uh, Laura this time. When Laura saw that blood go on the altar, so she knows. I did what the Lord said to do, and he appreciated it. That's right. It's all that's necessary. Everything's good between the Lord and Laura. Amen. The priest will take some of the blood, put it on the horns of the altar, the rest of the blood's poured out of the base. Thank God it's not my blood. You just did what the Lord wanted you to do. The priest did it for you. You're standing there. He didn't say, well, I'll see you later. Thanks for, the, thanks for the lamb. We'll send you some pictures. No, you stood there and you watched this. Okay. The fat will be used just in the case of a thank offering. A lamb, the priest shall burn the fat on the altar. Okay, let's see what happens here. Uh, as in any other sacrifice made to Jehovah by fire. Look at this. And the priest shall make atonement for the man and his sin shall be forgiven. Wow. Let's go jump over here where we hear so much sometimes, but we don't believe it. We do. I, I know we do, but I'm just saying, you know what happens. Uh, let's go to Matthew just a moment. Matthew chapter 1. Let's go down here right about here. The angels, uh, look at that. The angels telling Joseph, hey, your wife's going to have a child, okay? She wasn't messing around. She's going to have this child by the Holy Spirit. She's going to have a son. You're going to name him Jesus, which means Savior, you know. See, I mean, I love the name Jesus. But see, to other people, when they heard Jesus, they knew it meant Savior. To us in English, we don't get it. We have to go, I didn't know that meant Savior. Wow, I didn't know that, you know. Yeah, you don't know what the name Dustin means either, you know. You don't know the word Joe means have another or because I asked, you know. We don't know that. It would be great if we could just, Savior. But that's what it is. Anyway, he will save his people, look at this, from what? Something that we think is going to dog us till the end. No, their sins. You're... He's going to save you from them. Praise God. Look at this over and over again. Let's go to the book of John here just a moment. John chapter 1. Uh, this is all history. Hmm, I'm just pulling in here where they were. Uh, yeah, look at this. This incident took place at Bethany. This is John 1, 28. I jumped in right in the middle of an event. A village on the other side of the Jordan River where John was baptized. Okay, John's baptizing people. And all of a sudden, whoa, here comes Jesus. Now, he knew Jesus because Jesus was his cousin. They were six months older than each other. So how do you know that? Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 tells you that. 
The next day, John saw Jesus coming to him and said, Look, now we know why this means something. Look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the world's sin. And that's why we sing, Joy to the world. You know that thing. Which brings us to why that happened over here. Look, look at this just a moment. Well, uh, now I'll go ahead and hit it. Uh, whoop, whoop, where are we going? Luke. That's Luke chapter 2. Jesus was born here. Let's jump in about right here. Let's see where we're at. Oh. Yeah, look at this. Wow, should start at the top. But anyway, that night, shepherds were in the field outside the village guarding their flock and said, yeah, right, yeah, right. The Bible is right. It is recorded history. Suddenly, an angel appeared among the landscape. Man, I was like, boo, whoa, who turned on the LEDs? My goodness, it's bright out here. Yeah. And boy, they hit the dirt. They were badly frightened. Whoa. The angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Now, look, look. I, I know he was trying to say, look, don't be afraid. But there's still more to don't be afraid. They didn't need to be afraid either because God was merciful to them. That's, a, that's the reason we sing, joy to the world. Here's where it comes from. I bring you the most joyful news ever announced. Oh, let me explain that as a preacher because I believe being a preacher is this. I'm going to condemn everybody. Everybody is headed for hell. Is that what the angel said? I announced to you that, boy, we're going to wrap things up here and Jesus is coming and y'all all going to go to hell. Down there at that liquor store and whatever. You, if you and I go in that liquor store right now, there's so many cards in there about Christmas in there. Which is fine. God. You couldn't save yourself by not taking a drop of liquor. It's not going to help you. That's not what's going to get you to heaven. We're doomed. Remember all those sins that, oh, I didn't know I committed that sin. I, I, you can't blame me for that. Yeah, you're going to be blamed for it. Well, what am I going to do to cover it? Jesus, just like we read in Leviticus. All the things I didn't know I was doing wrong. There was a sacrifice. Took care of it. Anyway. I'll bring you the most joyful news ever announced. And look at that. It is for everyone. Now, unfortunately, it's usually ourselves that single ourselves out and say, he won't heal me today. Don't do that. Quit singling yourself out as the only one in the Bible who's not going to get a blessing. You need to go the other way and go, if there's every day I'm getting a blessing, if there ever was a day, it's today. I know I don't feel like it. I know I don't look like it, whatever, but I'm not going by that. I'm going by what I know about that offering. I'm going to have my blessings because Jesus didn't die in vain. So what does he say? Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born in Bethlehem. You'll recognize him. How? He's going to be wrapped in a manger. lying. uh, He'll be wrapped in a blanket, lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by, whoa, a vast host of others. Look at that. The armies of heaven praising God. And they were singing glory to God of the highest they sang. Peace on earth. Look at that. For all those pleasing him. Wow. What does all this mean? Well, let's keep going. The fellow grew up. Well, he'd been around forever. But look at this. Look at the fifth chapter here. Jesus cruising right along. Bunch of sick people here in the fifth chapter of John. Paralyzed, blind, whatever, you know. Anyway, he heals this guy right there. But I want to jump down here to later. The Jewish people got all bent out of shape out of him. Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, let me, let me back up because there's two of them right here. Look at this. They were so mad at Jesus. And Jesus says, hey, well, the son could do nothing by himself. He does. Now, they were, what he was saying does here, they were mad he was working. He was actually, King James actually says it, says he works. I work as I see my father work. He was just going, it's Sabbath day. I work, buddy. 
He was poking him. He's, whatever he sees the father doing in the same way. The father loves the son, tells him everything he's doing. The son will do far more, look at that, awesome miracles than this man's healing. Now we ought to grab hold of that. I might need one tomorrow. or so. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. He said he would. Okay. He'll even raise the dead. Anyone he wants to, just as the Father does. And the Father leaves all judgment of sin. Oh, God. oh no, I knew it, to the Son. Well, look, wait a minute. Now we know, uh-oh, what happens? So that everyone will honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. But if you refuse to honor God's Son, whom he sent to you, you're certainly not honoring his Father. Yeah, but what's that thing about sin? Watch the next verse. Look at this. Oh, my goodness. Well, he had to be lying. No, he's not. Look how he says it. Now remember the King James, what do you think it was worded? Truly, truly. That's what that means. I emphatically say that anyone who listens to my message believes in God, that's me, believes in God who sent me, has eternal life. Look at that. And will never be damned for his sins. Man, I'm 58 and I pull some good ones. And even all the ones I didn't know. The unintentional ones. There ain't no way I'm going. Well, I'm just in the same boat everybody else is. But guess what? I will never be damned for my sins. Praise God. Wow. He says, I've already passed out of death into life. Is he serious? Yes, he's serious. Let me show you one of, his, one of our favorite ones. Let's go to John 3.16. It says the same thing. John 3.16. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God didn't send His Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. Praise the Lord. And now you know the mechanics behind it. We've already seen in the Old Testament, all the time, had to bring a lamb. All the time, had to bring it. But now, Jesus was the lamb. Oh, so much simpler now. Because it was an impossible system in the Old Testament to keep up with. But it was just to tie us over, the book of Galatians says, the book of Romans says, till Jesus got here. Now it's all done for us. Praise the Lord. Look at that. Look at 18. There is no eternal doom Praise the Lord. Awaiting those who trust Him to save them. Wow, but those who don't trust Him have already been tried and condemned. for uh, look. Yes, boy, what they did. No, because they didn't believe the bridge was out. I don't care if they say the bridge is out. I don't, I'm still driving. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, woo, Grand Canyon. Man, the bridge is out. All signs everywhere saying, hey, praise the Lord. Wow. Mm. Well, we need to stop. Let me stop one place. Let's go back and see what David, <clears throat> in the book of Psalms, where am I at? Oh, here we are. Psalms. Look at this. 103. No wonder. Look what he says. I bless the holy name of God with all my heart. King James, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. Same thing. Yes, I will bless the Lord and not forget the glorious things. Notice this. He does for me. King James and shall not forget his benefits. Look at this. Look at verse 3. Let's stop here. He forgives all my sins. Look at the next phrase. See how t- close that's tied? He heals me. Sometimes we separate that. Well, he'll forgive me, but he won't heal me. I mean, it's my fault. Now, I was with Phil, you know, and his chains all, you know, it got top of his, his jeans, but it probably won't happen to me. It'd probably take my whole leg off. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> Phil and I are both as guilty. We've all sinned, come short of the glory of God. Chainsaw's not going through his legs, not going through my leg, praise the Lord. Quit believing that your problems are all connected to what you did wrong. The Bible says he bore your, I mean, he, he took our, our, our sins, praise the Lord. I need to stop. Let's just stop. Oh, I want to catch one more verse right here, and this is really good. Uh, where is it at? Look at that. Look at 10. 
He has not. Praise the Lord. He has not punished us as we deserve for all our sins. Look at this. For his mercy toward those who fear him and honor him is what? That's where that verse is. The King James is high as the heavens above the earth. Man, just need to think about those things. It has set you free. Praise the Lord. Oh, we better Father, we just thank you for your word today. We just thank you, Lord, that if we're not feeling good, praise the Lord. We just read you'd heal us. Praise the Lord. It's got nothing to do with forgiveness. You forgive us too. Hallelujah. So if our bodies are not doing good, Lord, we thank you you'll fix those. No matter what they are, even things we don't know, you'll fix that. Father, and same thing's true financially. Even unknown things financially, you'll fix that. We are so protected. Praise the Lord. And if it's some other problem that's on our heart and we're just like, oh, no, help me out, Lord. Get me out of this trouble. We know you'll get us out of that trouble. How do we know, Lord? Because like Jesus, we've laid our hands on the Lamb of God and he took our sins. And we just thank you for it. He did it all for us. So, Father, that didn't leave anything left but for us to go around and tell others what great things you've done in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, don't forget tonight, 6 o'clock. Let's have a good time.